Hello all and welcome all to another edition of the DFS Today podcast presented by SportsEthos.com. Coming at you on a Friday afternoon after Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a great holiday. On this show today, we will be looking at the main slate on DraftKings for week 12. We will be going position by position, going over some of the top plays and some tournament pivots as well. I am riding solo today, but fear not, we will get through it and get the top plays going. So, overall thoughts this week, it's obviously a shorter slate, even though there are no buys. We had the three games on Thanksgiving. We have the Black Friday game between the Jets and the Dolphins. And then the standard Sunday and Monday night football games, leaving us with a 10-game main slate. And overall impressions are there's a few games to attack that I really like. I think there are going to be two games in particular that draw a lot of the ownership. So it could make for a pretty interesting tournament week if you wanted to either fade those options or just get a little underweight on them. But diving right in, let's get into it with the quarterbacks. Up top, your three spend-up options this week are three of the top, if not the three top fantasy quarterbacks in the game right now in Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Allen and Hurts, of course, are going at one another as Philly plays Buffalo. Now, as always, given the option between these three, you guys know from listening, I am a Hertz guy and I would continue to lean that way. Especially in Philadelphia, I know it looked like we got Buffalo's offense back on track a little bit last week, but I'm still not 1,000% there with the Bills. And I think, you know, like I'm not, I think Allen makes an interesting tournament option for sure. I'm never going to say the Bills are dead on offense. That's for sure. They have another week removed from Ken Dorsey at the offensive coordinator position. And this Eagles defense certainly can be attacked through the air. Um, I just obviously worry about the turnovers with Allen, but also the, I think Hertz is the safer play, especially considering the defensive question marks that now in, in lie with Buffalo. So, And we also know that 
near the goal line. What's going to happen with Philly's offense? I don't need to harp on that. And that's just not always the case with Buffalo as well. It's really a cheat code for Hertz in fantasy. Mahomes is my least favorite of the three. Uh, not that, you know, Vegas is a bad matchup for him. It's just not as compelling as the other two matchups. Also, it's just been a little off for the Chiefs on offense this year. Everyone's going to harp on the most drops in the league, and all that is still very valid, still very true. We haven't seen a truly monster performance from Mahomes. I fear that their defense is good enough that Vegas just will not push them, so to speak. Now, you know, this could just be 31 to nothing Chiefs, and Mahomes has four touchdown passes, and he owns me for saying all this, but, you know, he's tournament only for me. Josh Allen is tournament only for me. I would consider Hurts in cash games for sure. Uh, I would probably, I'll probably be going down the board a little bit. I haven't made up my mind. I haven't made up my mind yet, but if I do spend up at quarterback, it will probably be for Hertz. Going down, uh, CJ Stroud is all the way up to 7,700 going against Jacksonville. Uh, we did see a couple turnovers out of Stroud last week. Look, he's proven that he's viable to go off. I do think this Jacksonville defense is legit pretty good. They are looking for some revenge earlier in the year after Houston whacks them. So it would probably be a tournament play for me only on Stroud. Kyler Murray gets bumped up to 6,900 going against the Rams. I don't have a ton of interest there. Lawrence at 6,400 is certainly appealing. Uh, going against this Houston defense in what could be a back-and-forth game. So, you know, Lawrence has struggled to have those absolute high upside games, but he did add a couple rushing touchdowns last week, which, you know, I don't think we can count on moving forward. But they certainly have the weapons to attack this Houston defense. Dropping down the board a little more, and I just back on Lawrence real quick. I think 6,400 is a little too cheap for him. Uh, dropping down, Baker has my interest. He is only 5,500 as silly. I get not maybe silly is not the right word, but as gross as it is to say Baker's name, he hasn't been terrible in fantasy this season. And getting a juicy matchup against the Indianapolis Colts is certainly something I'm always looking to attack. They just continue to get shredded through the air. Baker, as I mentioned, has shown an ability to take advantage of weaker matchups. 
it is in Indianapolis, so we don't have to worry about any outdoor splits or anything like that. Uh, Baker's been over 20 DraftKings points in two of his last four matchups. Uh, oh, sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, uh, basically, he was at, he had 19 in two of those games, 21 before that. So he's been hovering over the 20 DraftKings points range other than at San Francisco, which I'm not going to ding him too hard for that. Uh, you know, the attempts have been good. He's had at least 30 attempts in all but one game this year. Yes, against Tennessee at 29, but I'm counting that as basically 30. Uh, even has had 40-plus in three of the last five games as well. So Baker, you know, does he have a ton of upside? Probably not. He'd probably be a cash game option only for me. Possibly, eh, possibly tournament if it allowed me to stack a bunch of studs. But other than that, nothing real. If you wanted to go Gardner Minshew for 400 less at 5,100 in that same game, obviously the way to attack Tampa Bay is through the air. So I don't think it would be crazy to play Gardner. But all things being equal, I think I would rather play Baker. Going below that, I don't really have any interest in any of those guys. The likes of a Mac Jones and Aiden O'Connell, DTR, Ritter, Pickett. Just a no for me in tournaments and in cash games, I think. Those options would be getting too cute. Moving on to running back. Surprisingly, Alvin Kamara is the top-priced option by clearing everyone else by $1,100. $8,400 for Kamara. And I don't think I can get there. Uh, yes, Derek Carr is back, so that is positive news for Kamara. But it's just he went from having one of the best roles in the league to kind of dicey. It's not that he doesn't get work. It's just Jamal Williams is involved. Kendra Miller gets a few snaps here and there. Taysom Hill randomly gets some goal line work. Uh, yes, Michael Thomas is out, but we get A.T. Perry filling in for him, uh, Rashid Shahid. There's a lot of options to go to on New Orleans, and it's not a terrible matchup with Atlanta, but it's not, you know, a slam dunk opponent either. So Kamara is going to mostly be a fade for me. The top option that I do have some interest in, in is Travis Etienne. I think 7100 is far too cheap given his role. And given that I think Jacksonville will have a strong performance against Houston this week. Um, and I think that 
as I mentioned, 7100 is too cheap with his role, and he gets some passing game work this year as well. They are favorites this week, and as last I knew, let me just double check that real quick. But uh, Saquon Barkley above him at 7,300, you know, they were able to smash. He was able to get smash against Washington. Um, you know, New England's defense isn't what it used to be, but it's still certainly better than what Washington is trotting out there. So I don't really have a lot of interest in Saquon this week. I know there was a Tommy DeVito revitalization, but again, Context is everything, and that was against Washington's horrid defense. Uh, New England has been decent against running backs this season, so um, just not where I'd rather spend my money. Um, Jacksonville, or excuse me, Washington, is pretty middling against running backs, ranking 16th in fantasy points against this season but the real smash spot comes below all those guys and at $6,900 just an absolute misprice by DraftKings in my opinion in Jonathan Taylor going against the Bucks who are pretty good against the run they have limited opposing running backs to 16 uh, fantasy points per game but this role has finally become Jonathan Taylor's. And he's shown in the past that he can do it through the ground and through the air. And this role and this price, it's just too good to pass up. Um, here's the thing, right? Um, it's indoors. It's going to be a high-scoring environment, probably one of the highest scoring of the week. And I think this is a great way to get involved. Colts are short favorites at home. Um, with the under over being at 44.5, which by these standards these days is you know might as well be 50 points the way this season has gone um so jonathan taylor at 6900 for me is going to be a lock in cash games i could be talked into fading him in tournaments because i see him right now clearing everybody else in ownership by at least 10 percentage points so, um, you know, I love the play, but I'm not committed enough to it to lock it into tournaments. I, I'm not saying avoid him completely in tournaments. Just if you do have him in your lineup, just know that he is. You're not sneaking up on anybody with it. And to make sure to get different elsewhere in your lineups. Moving along down the board a little bit, I really like this mid-6K range 
with Bijan. I know, I know, I know. Um, but he seems to finally starting to get the role that we all projected for him. I think Arthur Smith has had enough of the pushback and the blowback of how he's been using his guys. Kyron Williams coming back after the injury probably could have played last week, but had to miss four games from being on IR. The bye week does not count towards that. So going against the Cardinals, Daryl Henderson was relegated back to the practice squad. So it is Royce Freeman backing up Kyron Williams. And we've seen that the Rams absolutely love to get the ball to Kyron Williams when they can. And I, you know, is he going to get 100% of the work like he was um, earlier in the season? It probably won't be that, but it'll be close to it, I would I'm projecting. So Kyron Williams is certainly a play I am interested in, especially in tournaments. Derek Henry at 6,400. When did you think that you would ever see Derek Henry be the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth priced running back on the slate? In a 10-game slate, you know, it's uh, – and one that doesn't even feature Christian McCaffrey or Tony Pollard or um, – who else are we missing here? Or any of the Detroit guys or Brees Hall or Austin Eckler. You know, it's just uh, down times for – Derek Henry and co but against Carolina who's given up the second most points to the running back position this season he certainly has my attention you know it's a great price going against a not so great defense and I think this is you know it's getting to be that time of year when Derrick Henry eats, and there's a lot of other options, as I mentioned, in this mid-6K range. So I do not see his ownership getting out of control. So I think Derrick Henry makes for an interesting play. Um, going down the board a little bit, Rashad White in that Tampa Bay-Indianapolis game, which I figured to be popular is only 6,100. His passing game work, his base down work. Look, he's not going to be super efficient on the ground. That's not why we play Rashad White. I think he makes a lot of sense if you're going to stack Baker to include him in your Baker stacks. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson at 5,800. I know it's gross playing any sort of Patriot, but, you know, the Giants you know, are are decent on defense, but not enough to the point where, you know, I'm going to get fade Ramondre Stevenson at 5,800. The price is too good. Another price too good for the role is Javante Williams. Look, it's Cleveland defense. 
it's a very, very tough matchup. So I would probably limit this to just tournament plays only. But the Broncos lead the league in targets to the running backs out of the backfield. And Javante Williams has certainly been a larger share of that as the season has gone on and could be a way to neutralize this pass rush of the Cleveland Browns. So Javante Williams at 5,700 is certainly interesting. Jalen Warren at 5,400. I don't care that he's been named the quote-unquote starter. Um, The workload has been pretty similar between him and Najee Harris. Um, But this passing attack for the Steelers is just dead at the moment. Kenny Pickett is dead. Um, So I do expect a good amount of carries in a slow-paced game between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh with Cincinnati having Jake Browning as their quarterback. So I expect a good amount of work between Warren and Najee Harris. Warren getting the added bonus of some of the passing game work. And I think he's just a more explosive player and is playing better than Najee Harris. So we could see him start to separate in that regard a little bit. Other than that, there isn't really anybody in the 4Ks that have my interest. So, you know, I mentioned a couple 5K plays, but the mid-sixes is really where I'm interested in a couple in the upper six, low 7K range at running back. For receiver, (coughs) excuse me, we have... A.J. Brown up top at $9,000. And Stefan Diggs at 8800 in that same game. Both are viable in tournaments with their respective quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know if I can get there at these prices, however. 9,000 is just an awful, awful lot. I know A.J. Brown has been an absolute menace this season, and I touched on Buffalo's struggling defense given their injuries. Uh, You know, I don't really have a lot of arguments against A.J. Brown other than the price. It just, it kind of prohibits what you want to do. And given the rest of the pricing on the board this week, I see myself going a little more balanced. Uh, so AJ Brown will definitely be in some Jalen Hurts stacks for me, but I don't think he will be included in any one-off scenarios. Jamar Chase, uh, I got to see what it's going to look like with Browning. Not a great matchup going against Pittsburgh either. He's probably a pass for me at 8,300. If Cooper Cup does play, I do have some interest in him at 8,000 flat going against Arizona. Uh, Let's see. 
latest news on Cup is – oh, we will play. Okay. As of about an hour ago via ESPN. So he certainly has some interest for me at 8,000 with a healthy Matthew Stafford as the Rams continue to make a playoff push. Devontae Adams is a full fade for me, uh, given the matchup against Kansas City. They have been one of the best in the league against opposing wide receivers in terms of fantasy points. I don't expect the Raiders to put a, have a very successful offensive day. So Adams at $7,800 is a no-go for me. My favorite tournament option is in the mid-7Ks here, and that is Mike Evans. Everybody seems to be piling in on this game, but no one wants to play Mike Evans. I'm projecting a under 10% ownership on Mike Evans, and I'm a little confused as to why, as outside receivers have absolutely smashed the Colts this year. They've been much better against the slot guys. And with Baker, I just, you know, being competent, sorry for that pause there. It's just Mike Evans is a touchdown machine. I'd see no reason why he wouldn't be able to take advantage against this matchup with the Colts. We've seen double-digit targets for Evans in back-to-back games, resulting in 6 143-1, seven touchdowns on the season already. Um, you know, I think 6-80 in a score is certainly in the range of outcomes for Big Mike Evans and is one of my favorite tournament plays as a way to get involved in that Tampa Bay indie game without any of the ownership. Uh, Tank Dell, Michael Pittman in the upper sixes are guarding ownership, and for good reason. Tank Dell is just an explosive, explosive weapon. For C.J. Stroud, the chemistry is there. I just caution that everybody seems to be forgetting about Nico Collins, who is now $500 cheaper than Tank Dell. And I wouldn't say is more talented, but certainly equally as talented, I think, as Tank Dell. Probably not quite as explosive, but he's had big games this year, too. So I would lean Nico in tournament situations or both if you want to attack it from that perspective with a C.J. Stroud stack. Um, Pittman is obviously the main target for Gardner Minshew with the Colts throwing a lot more under Minshew. At 6800 is a pretty reasonable price tag. And even Josh Downs at 4900 uh, seems, or 4800, excuse me, assuming he is back to 100%. I've loved his participation, his playing time, 
and his ability to earn targets as a rookie from Gardner Minshew. Uh, still priced below $5,000. I think he makes a great value on this slate. Uh, some other values that I have interest in would be Demario Douglas at 4400 New England's number one option through the air. Again, I am not super impressed with the Giants' defense, especially in the secondary. Obviously, Mac Jones is not... He's just not that guy, but Demario Douglas has been showing signs of improvement. And I like to attack rookie wide receivers late in the year, as this is when they tend to come on. Rashid Shahid, right below him at 4,300, is an interesting tournament dart throw, I think. As obviously with Michael Thomas being out, he should cease more volume. Obviously, Derek Carr has been hesitant to throw the ball deep downfield with any volume this year. Um, but maybe with Thomas being out, Carr will be a little more receptive to throwing the ball down the field where Shahid specializes. Other than that, there isn't a ton. There's nothing in the 3K range that really catches my eye. If you needed the salary, I think Khalil Shakur at 3600 and also equally priced Rondell Moore at 3600 You could do a lot worse than those two. On to tight end, where obviously there is one in particular that stands out above the rest by nearly $3,000. You know who I'm talking about. It is Travis Kelsey, who draws a matchup with the Raiders this week. I'm not going to make any Taylor Swift jokes. I hate that I even announced that I'm not making any Taylor Swift jokes. But um, the Raiders are pretty middling against the tight end. But who cares? It's Travis Kelsey. It's just always with him. It comes down to price. And at $8,200, I don't know if I can get there. I will definitely play him if I do decide to get a little contrarian and play Mahomes in a tournament stack. But other than that, I think there's other spend-up options that I'd rather play this week than Kelsey. So going down the board, Kincaid at 5,300 going against Philly secondary certainly is appealing. <sighs> Trey McBride is all the way up to 4,700. But I don't think that's expensive enough, given his role and Murray's propensity for targeting him. Just this tight end position in Arizona is super, super valuable. I don't know why he's priced below Taysom Hill by $300. So probably back to McBride for me. Overall, they've really priced up the tight ends this week. Ingram is 4,200. Njoku is 4,100. Pitts is 4,000. 
when all these guys were in the low threes at the beginning of the year, now you're talking about your Kate Ottens, who is potentially interesting, uh, continuing to target that game in tournaments. Hunter Henry at 3,400. Uh, those two are probably the cheapest I'd be willing to go because uh, then you're starting to get into your Juwan Johnsons, Jack Stoles, Bellinger's, Friermuth is only 2,900. You know, at the beginning of the year, if we, uh, you told me Pratt Friermuth was only going to be 2,900, I would sign up for that all day, but I've already made my feelings known about Pittsburgh's passing game. So, yeah, in, in a cash game scenario, I think you're either going Kincaid, McBride, or Ingram. Out of those three, it's McBride for me. Wrapping up with defense here, uh, Browns are the top option at 3,800 going against Denver, uh, with the Steelers right behind them at 3,700. None of the, neither of those, you know, I'd, I'd probably lean Browns there, but in a cash game, I'm definitely dropping down to either the Chiefs at 3,100 or the Patriots at 3,200. The Patriots project to be the highest owned. Um, I think you can comfortably fade them in a tournament. Obviously, DeVito showed he has some life. He's not a complete stone zero like we've seen from other quarterbacks. So um, <clears throat> they're probably an easy tournament pivot or fade for me. But I would definitely would consider them in a cash game. They project great. Their price is great. No super cheap options. I guess the Rams at 2800 is a viable option going against Arizona. Uh, but I think Kyler's look good enough that I'm not super eager to make that play. You know, the Bills, no thank you. The Raiders, no thank you. The Texans, no thank you. The Eagles and Falcons, eh. the Jaguars, no one wants to play at 3,000. I think they're good, but obviously C.J. Stroud has shown more than enough. Probably be avoiding Buccaneers and Colts, especially given their price tags. I think the Bengals could be interesting at 3,700. Uh, at 3300 excuse me, but I'd probably rather just pay $100 more for the Titans at $3,400. All right, I think that will do it. Keep an eye out for the written DFS delivery coming out either later tonight or early tomorrow morning. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving once again and enjoyed this podcast where we broke down the entire week 12 main slate on DraftKings and went over some tournament options as well. Once again, my name is Mike LaFemna. You can find me on Twitter at MLafem10. Hit me up on there if you have any questions. Also, feel free to come in and be a part of our Discord 
I do drop some additional information in there for our DFS Pass subscribers. Always available in there and checking that frequently as well. Let's keep the momentum going. Hope here's to a hopefully profitable and exciting week 12. Let's roll.